Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again! Come Silver! Let's go, big fellow! Are you still It was hot, without the slightest trace of a breeze in the Lone Ranger's camp near the valley town of Garner's Pass. The masked man had planned to stop there with Dan Reed and Tonto, only long enough to rest and graze the horses. But fate had changed his plans. Dan Reed had been struck by illness. Chills and an increasing fever failed to respond to Tonto's Indian remedies. Dan's flushed face grew hotter and drier with each passing hour. His parched lips cracked. He murmured almost constantly, but his words had little meaning. Oh, oh, Tonto, don't put any more wood on the fire. Dan, there's no fire. It, it's the branding irons. They... They hurt me. Oh, him not know what him say. Uh, him, me put another cold cloth in him. Uh, Let me have it, Gimasabi. Uh, the fire. Let me put this on your face, Dan. It'll help. Uh, the heat. Otto, it's been getting worse all day. 
Indian medicine not helping. No, we need a doctor. We need medicines that science has developed. That's right. I'm going to ride into Garner's Pass and see if Dr. Robbins still lives there. Uh, that good. Steady, Silver. Keep cold claws on Dan's face, and I'll be back as soon as possible. Steady, big fella. Come on, Silver. Dr. Robbins was a tired old man. The demands on his strength had been heavy. His face was lined and his expression was one of worry as he sat next to his wife listening to the young man who had come to his home. You don't have to take my word for it, Dr. Robbins. Any other mining man will tell you the same thing. There's, there's no chance that you've made a mistake. No. Oh. Dave Nash knows his job, Mary. If he says Powder Hill has no gold... Well, that's final as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, I wonder if Jacob Arnold knew the land was worthless when he sold it to what? us. Jacob Arnold? Yes. Don't tell me you bought Powder Hill from that crook. Crook? Dave, why do you call him a crook? Oh, Doc, why didn't you send me to inspect that land before you bought it? Well, the, the circumstances. Circumstances? Mr. Arnold's son was down with that terrible fever, and the doctor saved his life. You see, Dave? Oh, I see. Arnold told me he wanted to show his appreciation. He said he would sell me Powder Hill at a very reasonable figure. What did he call reasonable? Well, it, it was a lot to me. $5,000. Oh, that ornery crook. It was all we had. Took all of your savings, huh? The way he talked about doing the doctor a favor, out of gratitude. There was no reason to suspect him. He made us think the Powder Hills were one of the best pieces of gold-bearing land around here. By thunder, if I was you, Doc, I'd take a six-gun and persuade Jake Arnold to hand back that cash and take back his... his gratitude. I'm not good at such things, Dave. Oh, he's left town anyway. I should think he would, the double-distilled crook. I wish there was something I could do for you, Doc. There is, Dave. Just forget the whole matter. Well, there is something else you can do. What's that? Go along so as the doctor can get some rest. He's had so many people to take care of these past weeks. Oh, sure. Sure, I'll clear out. It's the same every year at this time. The doggone fever hits this valley like a scourge. I'll get going so you can rest while you've got the chance. Oh, I... I'm sorry about that land on Powder Hill. Oh, don't give it another thought, Dave. And uh, many thanks for making the inspection. Don't thank me. There ain't a man in town that wouldn't welcome the chance to do you a favor. Except maybe Jake Arnold. He's left town. Good night, Mrs. Robbins. Good night, Dave. Bye, Doc. Goodbye. Well, Mary, I guess that ends our dreams of being able to sit back in our old age. I don't care. A vow you wouldn't be content to sit back, no matter how many gold mines you own. Well, go and turn down your bed. Uh, Mary, just a minute. Yes? Don't bother about my bed, Mary. I'll catten up here in the sitting room. I'll probably be called soon. You'll rest better in your bed. <sighs> we could lick that fever. We only had help. We could lick it for keeps. I thought I'd be called. Dr. Robbins. Mask. You'll have to come with me at once. A bullet wound, I presume? No, it's not a bullet wound. It's a boy of 14 who needs you. He's burning with fever and he's delirious. Is it far? It's beyond the edge of town. Very well. Will you help me hitch my horse?
of medicine. Try to make him swallow some of it each hour. Very well, doctor. This boy's case is well advanced. By morning, you'll know whether the fever will be broken by the medicine. And if it isn't? Let us hope that it is. Get the Lone Ranger. He'll take the fire away. What's that? The the Lone Ranger. Get the Lone Ranger. Hmm. Now I understand the mask. The Lone Ranger. You came to help us, Doctor, even though you thought I was an outlaw. I hope the lad makes it. Is there nothing more that we can do? Do just as you've been doing. Doctor, you said the fever was spawned by the devil's bog. Yes, I've studied it for ten years, and I'm certain that it's caused by mosquitoes that breed in the bog. What is the devil's bog? It's a swamp that breeds every species of bug and crawling thing. It's a reeking mess of weeds and stagnant water. Can't something be done about it? I doubt it. The people would rise as one to fight savage Indians, but they can't seem to realize that disease is just as dangerous an enemy. Can the bog be drained? It could be filled in. It would be a great task, but if enough people pitched in, it could be done. Have you told the people in town what should be done? Told them? (laughs) I've told them a hundred times. I see. You want water, Dan? Get the Lone Ranger... He'll help me. Poor lad, calling for help in his fight. I too feel like calling for... For whom? For someone who might succeed where I have failed. The Lone Ranger and Tonto maintained a vigil at Dan's side through the long, silent hours of the hot night. Just as the sun broke through the gray of early morning... The Lone Ranger followed Dan's face, and a look of hope shone in his eyes. Toto. Uh, Toto, feel of Dan's forehead. It moist. Not good. Yes, I, I think the fever's broken. Oh, tastes plenty cooler now. And he's sleeping quietly. Now, Dan, get well. Dan's recovery was rapid. The color soon returned to his cheeks and the youthful vitality to his face. In a few days, he was able to ride. The Lone Ranger went on short rides with the boy and then set out toward the Devil's Bog. Dan rode between the masked man and Tonto as they neared the tangled mass of weeds in the swampy ground. Oh, oh boy. Oh, Victor. Oh, fellow. Oh, boy. Well, that's the bog. So that's where my fever came from. Dr. Robbins thinks so, Dan. And me think him right. I wonder how that bog might be filled in. Filled in? Golly, that'd be a mighty big job. Dr. Robbins wants it done. We owe him a debt that we can never repay. Well, golly, if you mean filling in that mess it, of uh, swamp... It might be done if there were enough men and horses. It'd be filled with dirt from the hill just beyond. A fat called Powder Hill. Someone's riding from there. He's coming toward us. Yes, this is the shortest trail to town. That's probably where he's going. Oh, I should think everyone in town would pitch in and fill that old swamp. Why don't they do that? I don't know, Dan. They won't do it because they're not convinced that it's necessary. That horseman is looking at us. I'll probably have to answer questions about my mask. Oh! 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 Hi there! Hello! Mind if I talk for a minute? No, not at all. My name's Dave Nash. Maybe you're the man I'm looking for. How's that? I'll lay the cards right on the table. Are your guns for hire? My guns? Money's no object. And you may not need to shoot. The only thing is... You may have to ride some before you find the right man. You sound interesting. 
Well, how about the guns? Hey, for hire? Well, uh, tell me more before I answer you. All right. You see that hill? Powder Hill? Yes. Well, a friend of mine bought it, thinking it held gold, and he got swindled. I've just been over the ground a second time to make sure. Well, what about it? Well, I was wondering what to do when I rode up here and saw you. I thought you'd be the one to help. I want you to find Jacob Arnold and make him give up my friend's money. $5,000. But if it was a legitimate sale, well, I... I figured you wouldn't worry much about the law. My mask may have given you the wrong idea. Now, let me tell you what a dirty deal my friend got. He saved the life of Arnold's son. Arnold acted mighty grateful about it. I can imagine. He told my friend he wanted to show his gratitude by letting him have a gold mine for practically nothing. Powder Hill? Yeah. And it ain't worth a dime. Golly, that show is a raw deal. Ah. Well, why don't you go after Arnold? Oh, I couldn't bluff him. He knows me. Knows I wouldn't shoot. That's why I want to hire your guns. And money don't count. Have you so much money? Well, I can raise it. I can raise several hundred dollars. Everyone in town would chip in to get Doc's savings back. Doc? Dr. Robbins? Do you know the Doc? You mean to say that Jacob Arnold swindled him? He sure did. After he'd saved the life of Arnold's son? Yeah. Now, where we find Jacob Arnold? I want to go after him with you. Are you going to do it? You said your name was Dave Nash. Yeah? This is Dan Reed. Glad to know you. Dr. Robbins saved Dan's life, too. Oh, wait. Holy smoke. He told me about Dan Reed and... And you. You're the one... You're the man... Holy smoke! And I was trying to hire your guns. Dave, I think we can make Dr. Robbins glad he bought that hill. Glad? Yes. Uh, You said that everyone in town would chip in to help the doctor. Did you mean that? Sure thing. Prove it. Huh? Spread the word. Those who want to help Dr. Robbins are to meet on Powder Hill tomorrow morning, bring tools for digging and wagons for hauling dirt. Now, wait, hold on. If you expect the men to fill in that devil's bog, they won't do that. Well, you know that would mean a lot to the doctor. Yeah, but... uh... The boys figure that the doc wants it done for the sake of the town's health. There's a difference between helping the town and helping Doc direct. Very well, Dave. Forget about filling the bog. Just get men and wagons on the hill. I'll speak to them when they get there. The curtain falls in the first part of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Continue our story. The men in Garner's Pass welcomed the chance to help Doc Robbins. Half a hundred men and nearly as many wagons gathered to the base of Powder Hill where Dave Nash met them. In as few words as possible, 
Dave told the townsman how the beloved old doctor had been swindled by Jacob Arnold. There were heavy frowns and angry mutters on all sides. Dark Robbins of all people. Jacob Arnold's a scum. What can we do about it? We ought to get a hold of Arnold. Dave, are you sure of your facts? Well, yes. I've been over every part of this hill. Jacob Arnold should be strung up. Now, boys, that's out of the question. Doc Robbins wouldn't stand for that. I guess Dave's right. Well, where's Jacob Arnold now? Didn't he leave town? Yeah. He pulled out a few days ago. Well, he didn't leave permanent. He's still got some holdings around here. The chances are he'll be back. Uh, poor Doc Robbins. He don't deserve that sort of treatment. Yes, no, hey, no, Dave. Why'd you bring us here? What are we going to do? Well, that, gents, is something I can't tell you. Well, you're the one that told us to come here. I told you to come here with your wagons and digging tools. But I don't know what's to be done. Oh, wait, listen to me, boys. In the past few minutes while I was telling you how Doc Robbins got swindled, a man rode up behind you in your wagons. He'll tell us the plans. There he is. He's wearing a mask and sitting on that white horse. Mask? Who is he? What's the idea? That's a mighty fine horse. Hey, mister, who are you? Why are you wearing a mask? Why are we up here? What's up? Just a minute. Easy, fella. Easy. Steady. I'll answer your last question. I'll tell you why you're here. But first, I want to tell you about something that happened in another part of the Gold Hills. What's the idea? We don't need digging tools to listen to a story. No. I uh, think you'll need the digging tool before you leave. Let's have the story. Well, a man who must have been a lot like Jacob Arnold owned some land that he considered worthless. He salted it by shooting some gold dust into a patch of dirt and sold the land to a trusting newcomer. Salted mine, eh? It's an old trick. I heard about that. Yeah. Well, for a few days, the uh, swindler felt pretty good about the sharp deal. He bragged about the way he outwitted the newcomers and celebrated in a pretty big way. Then something happened that made him the most miserable man in town. What happened? The man who bought that salted land started digging. He tunneled into the side of the hill, and when he'd gone a few yards, he hit pay dirt. Yes, he struck a thin vein of real gold. As he progressed, the vein grew wider and richer, and he hired men to help him dig. He started another tunnel and followed the vein downward until he found the mother load. He hired more and more men and brought in machinery. He was one of the richest men in the state. I've heard about that, Critter. So have I. It was in Washoe County. And it served the swindler right. Hey, wait a minute, mister. Yes? Are you hinting we might find pay dirt for Doc Robbins if we tunneled into Powder Hill? I doubt it. There's no pay dirt in this hill, I'll guarantee that. What are you getting at, mister? Why'd you tell us that story? Here's the point. When the swindler learned that gold had been found in that land... He tried to call off the deal. He did everything he could think of to make the Easterners sell the land back to him. He offered double the price. Then he doubled that offer. Now, men, what do you think Jacob Arnold would do if he thought Doc Robbins had bought a real gold mine for $5,000? He'd go local. He'd try to get his land back. He'd make Doc an offer. Yes, that's what I thought. Oh, wait, wait a minute. I get it. You want all of us to act like we're digging gold. Yes, I want Jacob Arnold, wherever he is, to hear that a score of men are tunneling into Powder Hill. You think he'll come back when he hears that? <laughs> what do you think? He'll come back on the fly. You bet he will. You men will have to do a lot of digging, and you won't get paid for it. Ah, we're doing it for Doc. Who cares about pay? Uh, Let's start digging. We'll tunnel till this looks like an anthill. You bet we will. Throw out the tools. Spread out the wagons, boys. Let's let daylight through the other side. Come on. A 
men fished into their task enthusiastically. Sharp picks broke the hard ground for strong men to shovel into the wagons. As soon as one wagon was filled with dirt, it moved away to make room for an empty. The heavy loads were hauled downhill and dumped where the land was low. By nightfall, half a dozen tunnels had been started in Powder Hill. After the first day of work, that Dave Nash called on Dr. Roberts. Doc, we're going to make Arnold think he's made a bad deal. Make him think you found gold in the hill. Now, wait a minute, Dave. I can't see the purpose of such a performance. I don't care what Jacob Arnold thinks. He took you for $5,000, didn't he? Yes, Well, by then... thunder, I'll lay ten to one. That when he finds out what's going on, he'll break his neck trying to give back your money and get back the deed to that land. Oh, so that's it. You mean I'm to sell him back the land? Sure thing. And he'll have the impression that he's buying gold barren land? You bet he will. Dave? When he sees how many men are working there, he'll figure it's a mighty rich strike to pay off a crew of that size. Dave? I won't sell to him. Doc. No. But he practically stole your money. He got my money by telling me there was gold in the land. He lied. What will I be doing if I sell back to him with the same misstatement? But, Doc, don't Dave, you... I won't do it. Do you think $5,000 will compensate me for putting myself in the same class as Jacob Arnold? Oh, it wouldn't be the same. I think it, it would. And so do I. Oh, Doc. Mrs. Robbins, I don't you... I appreciate what you're trying to do, Dave. Listen, Doc. It wasn't my idea. No? It was suggested by that masked man. The Lone Ranger. It doesn't matter who suggested it, Dave. I'll not stoop to Jacob Arnold's level to sell Powder Hill. Oh, you mean we... We gotta call the whole thing off. I'm afraid so. Somebody's coming. Several people. Doc, I've gotta talk to you some more. It won't change my mind, Dave. I'm sorry. I'll see who it is. Oh. Good evening. You. Good evening. May we come in, Doctor? Why, yes, of course. Mary, this is the man about whom I spoke. Oh, I hoped I would have the chance to know you. Well, I'm very glad to know you, Mrs. Robin. Thank you. This is Dan Reed. Oh. And this is Tonto. Uh, hey, you, Hey, look, I, I've got to talk to you. The doc's against everything. Have you been telling him the plans, Dave? Yes, and he's against... I came here to do that myself. I'm sorry. I do appreciate the effort, Doctor, but Dr. Dr. Robbins, may I speak to you alone in the next room? Well, yes. I'd better come along. You'll need a lot of help to change Doc's mind. You better stay here with Dan and Tonto. We'll not be long. Golly, they're coming back already. And Doc got a smile on face. But Doc, wh- what are you grinning about? Dave, your mass friend presented the case to me in a different light. What do you mean? If you and the boys want to go ahead with your work on Powder Hill, I'll not object. That's great. Uh, You mean that, Doc? Uh, Yes. Great day in the morning. Just what the Sam Hill did you say to him? Not very much, Dave. But you switched him around. It's all right for us to go ahead? Dave, do the men understand that I can't pay for their work? They ain't looking for pay. Thunderation. They're doing it because they figure they owe you so much. If they aren't expecting pay, I'm willing to let them go ahead. In fact... The more dirt they move, the better I'll like it. Doc, they'll move dirt like never before. But, uh, let me ask you one question. Just one, that's all. Yes, Dave? How in blazes did you change Doc's mind? How in thunder did you do it? The second day at Powder Hill was even more lively than the first. 
Some of the men brought blasting power to break up the rocks that were too heavy to move. The sound of heavy explosions could be heard from time to time above the rattle of wagons and the voices of men. A week went by, and Powder Hill was a strange sight. There were deep tunnels on all sides. The heavily loaded wagons had made hard tracks around the base of the hill. It was sunset when Dan Reed and Doc Robbins reined up near the scene of activity. The Lone Ranger and Dave Nash rode up to join them. Oh, 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 oh. Well, Doc, I'm glad to see you come here and see the job. Dave, it's even more than I dared hope for. Yeah. But, Doc, you ain't looking at it. Powder Hill's over there. I'm looking at the best sight I've seen in years. Huh? The Devil's Bog is gone. The Devil's Bog? Filled bo- in, gone forever. Hey, so it is. Great day. I never stopped to think about that swamp. The dirt from the tunnels was dumped there, Dave. Well, yeah, sure it was. The men were told to empty their wagons where the ground was low. <laughs> you, you had this in mind all along. Oh, perhaps I thought something about the bog, Dave. That's why you were able to change Doc's mind the other night. Well, <laughs> if that don't beat all. Wait, someone is coming here fast. Huh? Look. Yeah, buckboard. Oh, Doc, that's Jacob Arnold at the reins. Yes. Arnold? He must have come back to town. Well, who's with him? His lawyer. Coming like wildfire. The ornery coyote. I wonder... Hey, Doc, let me talk to him. Let me talk for you. Just in case I'll he tries... i for myself, Dave. Ho, ho there! Ho, ho! Dan, we're about through in this section. All right. Dr. Robbins, got to talk to you. Why, Arnold, I thought you'd left again. Only for a time. Only a short trip. What's going on here? Digging, him? Yeah? Yeah, plenty of it. Doctor, I made a mistake. I uh, shouldn't have sold Potter Hill to you. Oh, it's all right, Jacob. I brought back your money. Here it is. Here's a deed for you to sign the land back to me. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't give it all back. There's been a lot of soil removed. Oh, well, that's all right. I uh, guess you found that... Uh, <clears throat> well, there's point of law. Arnold, you want that land back because you think gold has been found there. No, no, it's a matter of law. You see, my wife had an interest in the land. I didn't have her signature, so our deal was illegal. I already have your wife's signature on this paper. Now, if you just sign and take this cash, but I'll... Arnold, I... Maybe the doc don't want to sell. What he wants is immaterial. It's the law. My attorney will tell you I'm right. But I've already taken a lot from there. Well, that's all right. I won't complain about that. If uh, you think there's gold there... Now, listen to me. I know there's gold there. You wouldn't have all those tunnels dug for nothing. The dirt was used to fill in the bog. A likely story. Who paid all the men for moving that dirt? They did it for nothing. (laughs) Don't expect me to believe that. You've been trying to get them to do that for ten years. You found gold. You'll tell me anything to keep that hill. Well, you can keep what you've taken. But I'll thank you to sign here and let me have back what is legally my property. Jacob, if you won't believe me... Here's your 5,000. Very well, Arnold. Well, sign right here. Right over your wife's name. If you insist. There. Good. (laughs) I hope you're satisfied. I'll be more so when I have a look at the pay dirt you've been digging. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, you ornery swindling polecat. The only pay dirt you'll see is the dirt that's filled in the devil's bog. Indeed. Yes, indeed. And I, for one, want to be on hand to see your face when you find out that once in a while a man can tell the truth. You wouldn't believe, Doc, when he said there was no gold. Well, doggone your ornery hide. Stick your head in those tunnels and see for yourself. Jacob, you think it impossible that the men would move that dirt for nothing. Well, sir, nothing is impossible when that mass man over there decides to tackle it. Huh. Who is he? He's called the Lone Ranger. Are you still there? Oh! <laughs> 
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>